generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go to Psalm 68 very quickly. I've got a long teaching, uh, a powerful teaching, but it doesn't have to be long. We said a powerful service in the first service. You will do well. Who was a part of first service and who was blessed by that service? Can you make a sound if you were? It was such a blessing. I have to listen to it because I was so blessed. Right, so many powerful things that were said. One of the major shifts we want to make is I want to move from the trado-cultural or trado-religious perception or perspective of marriage family and relationships to the God template and the God pattern that it's possible for you to know a lot of something but the lot you know can put you in a lot of trouble because the fact that you know how to recognize poundable yam does not mean you know how to do pounded yam you know you go to the market say, this one is good for pounded yam you know some yams are good for pounded yam you didn't know that some are good for fried yam right so everybody don't know some gary are good for soaking but not for eba they will embarrass you embarrass you with the eba eba rice you right so the fact that you know certain things does not mean that what you know is accurate knowledge or that you can translate it so i want us to have an open heart this series let us be willing to be retaught some of the things that we observed or picked up by observation may have been wrong some of the things that we read in magazines may have been wrong. Some of the things that we thought about or that we saw modeled to us may have been wrong. Psalm 68 verse 3, somebody say, I am there. It says, but let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice. How? Why should they rejoice and be glad? Because the righteous man is in the family of God. The righteous man is, is a new creation. He is born again, which means that he has a secondary family. He may have been born into the family where the daddy will drink so much to stupor to the point of embarrassing himself and sleeping in the gutter. He may have been born into the family, his body, his natural component may have been blood born to the family the ttg is good to see you this morning right may have been born into that family where the mother was a professional fighter everybody on the street knew her her voice was loud in the trumpet folks thought the rapture had even happened anytime she was wailing she was incredible and notorious at throwing fried pan pots pans and things at people she may have been born to that kind of mother to the degree that she's not even comfortable telling people outside that is my mother but i I wanted to know even if you grew up in that family where people were drinking like fish where people were throwing things like you know people throwing tantrums I wanted to know that you have a different family you're a member of the family of God if you do not believe it let your mask turn into a masquerade and you can be mute but if you believe it in spite of your mask take on the task and I ask you to bask now beat your chest like an African drum and say I belong to the family of God I love the energy, but Lowell's voice is overwhelming everybody else's voice. Shout I, Damilato, Lokba, Victor, Ainde, Olari, why you belong to the family of God? Some people have only one name. Their parents couldn't be bothered. John, your name is John. John, finish. So some people were forming extra names. Risika, Latifa, Latifa too. Sherry. Sherry, 
my good dude extending the name you belong to the family of God that's why you ought to rejoice why in this new family that father is not a drunkard Oh, come and talk to me. In this new family, the mother, and I explained that in the first, I'm not going to go through it. The mothering nature of the Holy Spirit, who is helper, who is comforter, who is support, who is intelligence, who is amplifier, multiplier. She is not brash. She is not rash. She is not insensitive, unreasonable. In this new family, come on somebody. Righteousness is in our DNA. In this new family, favor is our perfume. In this new family, righteousness and holiness are the roots we wear. In this new family we have a father God who is a perfect model he has no character flaws he has no defect he does not need to be hidden in fact he says that I will make you so proud that you'll be proud of me a city set up on a hill cannot be hidden you belong to the family where the father doesn't fight the mother where the father and the mother do not fight because Jesus said that which I see my father do that's what I do the concern of the Holy Spirit he shall not do just what he wants to do but he shall take of the father and give to you are you hearing this in our family there is no divorce in our family there is no discord no disunity nobody's despising the other person nobody's saying do you not know i am the man of this house for the heavenly father never looked at jesus and said do you not know that i'm the head of the godhead no competition no strife no acrimony that come on come on even if you have chicken peri peri and you feel like a tyler no acrimony folks no acrimony because in our family we are together some folks are gathered uh, three years from now the next walk of oh, oh cream on the Tyler Perry oh chicken Perry Perry in our family there is no deception no deceit there is alignment in our family the duration of togetherness does not weaken the marriage from eternity to eternity father son and spirit have not grown weaker they are not bored of each other they've not said let's go our separate ways there is infinite unity so the age and the changes that happen to your body and my body don't have to break our unity come on somebody because in our family we are committed whose family am I describing if it's not your family say nothing do nothing and sit down there but if it's your family how am I look for your brother and your sister in this family and say in our family there is love look for somebody else in our family there is joy in our family there is peace in our family there is grace in our family there is forgiveness in our family everybody operates in the pleasures of God it sets the solitary in families so, but let them rejoice God let them rejoice before God let them rejoice excellent next verse please verse 4 it says sing to God sing praises to his name what should you do extol him who rides on the clouds by his name Yah yeah. and rejoice before him verse 5 so he now says this God is a father to the fatherless I know that one of the greatest pains that many people have is I don't know my father or I don't love my father there are possibly people here who have physical fathers but you feel fatherless oh come on and how many of them sometimes that could be worse than not even having a father at all because he's there but he's not there he is there dun, 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 I feel him here you remember that? Some of you are shaking your head, right? But some of you feel like he's not there. It's not there. So your dad's name does not enter into any conversation. And many times when your caregivers abandon you, you begin to wonder what's wrong with you. 
you think it's your fault. You think there is something about it that is not desirable. And for some of us, the reason we got into certain environments, relationships, and places was that we lacked the affirmation, the validation, the embrace, the support, the strength, the camaraderie, the leadership, the advice, the counsel of a physical father figure. And therefore, we're looking for the pieces we didn't have in people we didn't need. But he said that God is a father to the fatherless. So if you feel exposed permanently or temporarily, he said, I will father you. Look at somebody say, I will father you. God is not like the mentor who became your tormentor. He's not like the person who claimed they wanted to be your father but took you farther away from true fatherhood. He says, I am the father, a father of the fatherless a defender of the widows he says that's who God is in his holy habitation verse 6 let's go real quick and then he says God sets the solitary in families he brings out those who are bound into what? prosperity but the rebellious dwell in a dry land so observe this now he said that God integrates, arranges, sequences, sets positions, structures people puts them in a family but it says that the rebellious, why does he introduce rebellion here? because to fight against God ordained family arrangements and design is rebellion to fight against the pattern that God has set in place for family is rebellion GB are you still here? to fight against, are you still here GB? are you still here? are you still here GB? GB are you still here? I need to hear your voice. GB, are you still here? We had an agreement, so you understand. Right? To fight against that. To fight against that. By the way, that's fathering. Are you here? Some of you didn't have people to improve, to give you feedback. Listen, if you have somebody in your life that gives you feedback, you are blessed. You're not hearing that. To have nowhere to give you feedback is to set yourself for failure in life. Because you will end up being the best you think you can be, but nobody can be the best they can be until somebody else shows them a higher version or stretches them into it. Are you seeing this? Hebrews says a father corrects a son that he that he loves. Okay? So if I call your name, call your name, or I challenge you, or I stretch you, that's fathering. And if some of you had it much earlier, perhaps certain things in your life might be a lot smoother. Who knows what I'm talking about? Except for the rebellious dwell in a dry land, in an empty place where the seeds of greatness are still there, but there is no irrigation to fructify those seeds. A dry land, a place where there is still potential, but the environment is not conducive. They said that God says, solitary family, what's going to happen to the rebellious? He dwells in the dry land. Now observe this in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. God made Adam. But in Genesis 2 15, he said he took Adam and he put him in a garden. The fact that God made you does not mean you fulfill the purpose for which he made you. There is a garden you must be placed into. Come on. There's a family setting. There's a family configuration. There is an environment that you must be in for the eagle you are to discover its wings. Oh, you're all now so quiet. I'm going to start calling names. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I said there's a place you must be in. Are you here, somebody? Can I hear your voices? Why could you do that before? Can I hear your voices? 
Now, some of you are like, why is pastor doing this? Whether you think it's embarrassing or not, I can handle embarrassment for you to fill your destiny. Jesus looked at Peter and called him Satan. Which was more embarrassing than that? Jesus called Peter. That just delivered a powerful sermon on the divinity of Christ. They said, Satan, get behind me. That's, that's embarrassing. But Peter becomes the leader of the church. Are you seeing that now? The rebellious, where do they dwell? In a dry land. Anytime it looks like everything in your life is dry, check to see if you are still set in the family God placed you. I'm not talking about temporary conflict or discomfort or the absence of resource. But when it looks like the land is dry, everything is drying up. Nothing seems to be working. Your soul is being stretched, squeezed, compressed, depressed. Check, am I set in the family? If I'm set in the family, am I connected to the family? Because the fact that you've been placed in the garden does not mean you are tending and keeping it. You are not placed in the garden as an accessory for the garden. You're placed in the garden to tend and to keep it. Which means that it's possible for you to be made by God. You're not in the garden. But it's also possible for you to be in the garden. But you're not doing what God called you to do in the garden. It's not enough to be in the partnership. You must be the right person in the partnership. It's not enough. It's not enough for you to be married to the right person. Are you being the right person to the right person? Oh, come on. Uh-huh. It's not enough to be in the right church, local assembly, that God has planted you. Are you where God wants you to be inside the place? Don't forget, the prodigal son was lost outside of the house. The prodigal ship, the lost ship was lost in the mountains. But the lost coin was lost where? In the house. So you can be in the right house, but in the wrong position in the right house. You see what I'm saying now? So God sets the solitary in families. But we must start by looking at God as father. Somebody say, God is my father. Let me show you something in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Look at what it says in verse 1. Let's read it together, loud and clear. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, all the voices, to be seen by them. You have no reward from your? From your? I thought it was only bosses that rewarded people. I thought it was only employers, managers, workmen. Who does Jesus call God? Whose father? Whose father? Say, God is my father. I, I want us to count. So let's count. The first time, says your father. And then verse 2, continue. Therefore, when you do charitable deeds, not if. So God expects you to do charitable deeds. And by the way, your God portion is not the same thing as charitable deeds. Your God portion is God portion. You don't say, I'm paying my tithe to the orphans. No. There should be provision for strangers, orphans, and widows, but you take a percentage and give to the Lord. So when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites. Can you give me a trumpet sound? We are fed 200 widows. We are fed 500 children. 
You can announce that to your accountability circles or people who have made donations, but should not become the headline and the chief driver. Are you hearing that now? Before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. Verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Verse 4, continue. That your charitable deed may be seen where? In secret. And your? Number 2, your father who sees in secret will what? Himself reward you openly. Verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites for the love to pray stand in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. The reason is that they may be seen. In other words, there's nothing wrong praying in the synagogue or standing in the streets. But if your motive is so that people can say, ah, this guy is a prayer mantis. He's gotten the prayer mantle of John G. Lake. And now he's no longer John G. Lake. He's now John G. River, John G. Ocean. He's a mighty anointed person. He's saying that motive is wrong. And he's saying that the reward for that motive is that recognition. He's not saying that that thing does not have any reward. He's saying the reward is that people have healed you. But, next verse, it says, but when you pray, how many fathers have we seen? How many times has the father come? Two. When you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your three, who is in, in the secret place. So if you want to enjoy the fellowship with the father, where do you enjoy it? Where do you enjoy it? So the true test of your spirituality is not what you do in the public place. It's how you relate with the father in the secret place. Oh, nobody said amen to that. Oh, nobody said yes to that. Could it be that somebody has been <laughs> on vacation from the sacred place? How many of you know that if I really want to assess how nice, hospitable, or kind you are, I don't necessarily do that in this gathering. I have to come to your house, especially when you're not expecting. Shout aloud. If I want to see your real face. Where do I see your real face? When I wake up, when you wake up, when do I see your real face? Shout aloud, people. Without any makeup. God says intimacy happens without any makeup. The Shekinah of God is that God is not wearing any makeup. Israel said, We can't see God's raw face, let him wear makeup. Because his glory is too beautiful and too brilliant. We can't cope with it. God says, if I come to you without a veil or any makeup, you're in the Shekinah. And that Shekinah transforms you. Jesus says, that place is the secret place. So the strength of a family is not how they appear on social media. It's who that family are without social media. This is the reason you can have celebrity wedding, but you have a kingdom welding. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. It can be a celebrity wedding. It's not about how long your gown is. It's about how deep your commitment is. And your lashes can be as long as a rope. But if you don't have a long-term view of that relationship, what's going to happen? <laughs> I met someone at a wedding one day. And the guy said to me, I've told all my friends, if any one of you, if we are doing destination where I'm buying ticket, I'm going there, buying up and down. If you divorce, you will return all my money to me. Because people travel across the world now, and the marriages still end up funny. 
Number three, it says, Father in the secret place. Number four, it says, and your father who sees in secret, what's he going to do? He's going to reward you. So that's six, right? That's six or four. Four, all right, verse seven, what does it say? And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. It does not mean you don't repeat. But it says your repetition must not be vain, must not be empty, right? As the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Verse 8, what does it say? Therefore, do not be like them for your... Number 5. Knows that you have need of the things that you ask. Are you seeing this now? Then, verse 9, what does it say? In this manner, therefore, pray... How many times do we see Father in that place? Six times. Father, 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 Father. It is impossible to build a kingdom family without understanding fellowship with the Father. This is the bigger problem with marrying somebody who's not from that family. The big challenge is that your father is not his father. He's a child of the devil, which means that the devil becomes your father-in-law. Somebody shout, not me, not me. Now, now, some of you are like, oh, that's too harsh. Let me show you in John chapter 8, verse 44. John 8, verse 44. Look at what it says. John 8 and 44. Father. Somebody say, Father. What did Jesus say to the Pharisees? He says, you are of your father who? That means the devil has children. And the children will always come to God's children as surely as the serpent went to Eve. Come on, y'all, shout louder. And how does the, how does the serpent speak? Lord, you know? woman I've ever looked at since before the beginning of time. In fact, I have gold bars stored up in a secret safe. I was the one that mentored the professor in money heists. If you see my six pack, the rock will call me a mountain. If I tell you how much money I have, you will faint, but I will resurrect you with more money. Do you know that you are supposed to be a book of the Bible? Because after the book of Revelation, there is you. shall ascend the holy hill of God he that has a pure and clean hands not he that has a sweet mouth only one person got that now now but it's great when you're like some of us who have clean hearts and smooth tongues 
So the slickness of our tongues will carry the syrup of spirituality, the oil of joy, the butter of blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I once told my wife, we don't need any microwave in this house because you're hot enough to warm everything up. Glory you, Tito. You see what I'm saying? All of you have seen onion, 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 onion. You didn't know this is my onion, my multi-layered miracle. The more I uncover her layers, she makes me cry. But the more I cry, the better I see. I don't cry out of pain, I cry out of pleasure. How can I be so blessed? Who I be? While I be like person we no come singles hang out. <laughs> By the way, if you love lyrics, you love lyrics. When you're chatting with a guy, one of the things you should be assessing is show any lyrics. And the way you know whether show any lyrics is not, oh yeah, tell me about flowers. You just ask them questions. You just ask them questions. Sir, the other day, B stung me. Eh, even me, wasp stung me. That's the wrong person. But when the person says, ah, the other day, B stung me. Sir, you know, that's how it is. In some relationships, bees will sting you. But I'm the person who produces honey. Will you be my honey, honey? Now, <laughs> let's save the rest for the evening. So, so, so point is, the devil has children. Jesus said, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. So the child will marry somebody who's not of your father is that we like to do the desires of the person that birthed us. You see that now. We are hardwired to desire certain things. A lion is wired to find human beings attractive as meals. A lion does not look at a beautiful woman and say, let's be partners in business. The lion says, you look launchable. Can I launch you into my stomach? That's the way the lion is wired, right? If a chicken comes into this place now, it's not going to ask for the microphone. It's going to be hopping all over the place. Well, the ladies, are, not only ladies, some guys as well, will chicken out of the room, right? And the birds will be pooping all over the place. That's what is wired to do, okay? So the person who's not of God, who has no fellowship with the Father, has a different Father. And guess what it said? It said he was a what? Murderer for the from the beginning. So when 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 that guy comes with sister, sister, and then you're singing the song is killing me softly. That's what he's doing because his father 
he's an expert at killing. So he will kill you softly. He will kill you gently. You're saying, let me gentle, let me gentle. He's actually killing you because the enemy does not put, oh come on, the enemy does not put sugar around the poison. Because if you put sugar around the poison, you can lick the sugar and throw the poison away. He mixes the poison with the sugar. So as you're taking the sweetness, you're dying. So the knowledge of family starts with the knowledge of the father. This is the reason when God made man, the first person that God saw, that man saw, was not Eve. The first person that man saw was the one who made him. The first person that kissed Adam was God. Because God breathed into him. He could smell the breath of God. The first thing that brought Adam alive was the inspiration of God. Let me put it this way. The Bible says in Genesis 2-7, God formed man. And when God breathed into his nostrils, come on, help me, Lord. When God breathed into his nostrils, he became a living soul. In other words, his switches were turned on. The first person that turned Adam on was God. Don't marry a man who's not turned on by God. Some of y'all missed a good place to get excited. All the women, you're just thinking, who can turn me on? They will turn you off. If God has not turned them on, they will turn you off and they might turn you down. But tell me a man who's mushy when God is in the room. Who's not afraid to shed tears. Who's got some goosebumps sometimes. Who gets soft and emotional. Who writes love songs to God and will just keep singing and singing or speaking or writing love poems. There's got to be a part of him that is not a Feminate, but is vulnerable. That is not bisexual, but is a worshiper. Come on, somebody. There's got to be a part of him that is so in tune with his humility, vulnerability before God. David was macho enough to kill Goliath, but before God, he was like a wimp. He was so gentle. He was. He loved songs to God. You understand how it happens? I can be prophesying one moment, and the next thing I'm mushy in worship. That's the kind of man he wants to marry he does not have to be a songwriter but his heart must indict a good matter oh because my tongue is like the pen of a ready writer come on somebody you need somebody in your life who is turned on by God because if it's turned on by God even when it's turned on by other women and other things because it will still happen or may still happen because he understands my first allegiance is not to my wife it's the, my wife's father and my father and so I'm going to be turned off from the switch to that switch because before there was any hormones there was him that made me moan first encounter on the coast of man call out of Dorama Supalaka may all the wrong men and women start finding you unattractive may they start finding you distasteful David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Fellowship with the Father is premium. Father, Father, Father. It changes your walk. It changes your fellowship. It changes your prayer life. It changes your giving. It changes your charitable deed. He said it's your Father, your Father, not your boss. So he's not holding the whip. <laughs> 500 again. Bah! Knock you out. No. He's pulling you. I've loved with everlasting lo love. With my loving kindness, poof, drawn you like elastic ball. 
drawn you, drawn, pulled you. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So Adam was like a deactivated electro, electromagnetic machine. When the breath of the Spirit of God came upon him, boom, life. So why does, now, why does God now set up a family? Ephesians 3 verse 15 has said, I bow my knees before the Father, in whom all the families, the families in heaven and earth, is named another one actually says is named right it says the whole family in heaven and earth is named so god sees family as a complete unit he does not say ah but it says is named now you seeing that now this is the reason watch this divorce should not be your first response to inconvenience the bible says god hates divorce do you know why because when you divorce there is still a part of that person that you carry on with you and there's a part of you that is carried on by that person. And so what you're doing is that you're intermingling and commingling. So in the course of the week, I, I, I sat with uh, Carmine during his online school. And they had this arts and crafts thing with a plastic thing, the Play-Doh thing. And there were different colors. It was blue and pink. Long class, two hours. I'm like, this online school. We need to take it offline. Hallelujah. Anyway, long class, two hours. I didn't even know I survived it, but God is good. Because <laughs> my wife that has been doing it you know, for the last... <laughs> it's never to us, right? You see? The day I joined it, they said, hey, you, daddy, you've not been joining. We'll punish you today. So more than more, they were making a pizza, which turned out great, by the way. Maybe I sent it to them to share, but of what she used to plus the same pizza, apart from pictures. So it, it turned out great. Now, when it was time to remove the, the plastic and the Play-Doh and put it back in the containers, I noticed that some of the elements of the different colors, so for example, purple or blue now had uh, yellow on it. Yellow had green on it. So even when I molded it, you could see traces. That is what happens where there is separation. And what happens many times in marriages, particularly marriages, is that a lot of the breakdown and the divorce most times come as a result of not understanding what God had in mind for marriage. Marriage was not designed to be your initiation into investigation. All of a sudden, you become chief inspector. You're investigating his phone, investigating his bloodline. You're wondering whether he has collected the vaccine you know, COVID vaccine or not, you're investigating all of that. That's not the purpose of marriage. Marriage was not designed as your retirement plan. Financial escape mechanism. Femme. Some of y'all didn't get it. You're not, you're not getting that right now. You, you get it later. Somebody raise your hand and say, Lord, I am fast, I am fast. Say, say. So everyone still didn't get what they didn't get. That's not like, but it's fine, it's okay, we're family, Somebody said, we're family, right, it was not designed to be functional, so why did God create family, I want to give us five, I don't know if I can exhaust the five today, or I'll teach the remaining in, in the course of the week, five things real quick, number one, the first purpose for which we have family, is that God created family as, and this is so important, God created family to be a model of his heart, to model God's heart and reflect his image. To model God's heart and reflect his image. 
See, do you understand something? That God did not even give you the choice of picking out the family you wanted to be born into. Anybody ever thought about that? Ah, God should have planted me in Otedola's family. But even if you're not Otedola's family, even if you tear, God will give you dollars. You see this now. But it's not just you. In Hebrews 10, 5 to 6, Jesus, concerning Jesus, he said that concerning sacrifice of bulls and goats, you don't, you're not pleased. He said, but a body you prepared for me to do your will, O God. He said, therefore, when it came into the world, it's a sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you are prepared for me. In other words, even the body of Jesus, God didn't give Jesus the choice to choose it. He said, a body you prepared. Come on. Can I talk about your body? Your body is an encasement of divine deposits for a unique assignment. So if your legs are K, it is amazingly K. Because it's even a sign that you're a king. K for kings. Anybody hearing what I'm saying now? Some of y'all are not saying what I'm saying. In other words, don't begin to complain about your body. My nose is too big. Who told you? Are you the measurement? Are you the calibrator of heaven? Doesn't God know how many liters of oxygen you need to inhale? Does he not know that the, your, the width of your nostrils have to be bigger than other people because you need to take in more air, possibly because your lungs are small? Are you understand? So you look at a part of your body and you're analyzing that part. God looks at the whole of your body and says, perfect. Have you not noticed that the head of somebody you admire, if they put that head on your body, you have a pretty face but an empty brain? Possibly an end. Are you understanding? So I want that head. I want that head. Olori, Olori. Do you understand that? Oh, some of you are not excited about your body. So next time before I say this one is too flat, this one is too big, this one is too curved, this one is too straight, please, can you stand up for a little bit? Raise your hands up to heaven and say, God, I thank you for my body. Some of you are not saying it with meaning, with definition, with intentionality. Say, God, I thank you for my body. My tontering legs are perfect. My seemingly oversized biceps are perfect. My tomato shape, perfect. My okra shape, perfect. He says, a body you have prepared for me. God, part of why God set you in that family was that for you to have the kind of body you had, your parents had to come together. Some of you are not excited. Can you give God a heart cry, a shout of praise? And just in case you're like, eh, well, I would have preferred something better. Go and ask the people who have lost body parts. Body parts they used to complain about. They would do anything now to get those parts back. Are you seeing what I'm saying? God, you try, shout, but it's like when you're making my eyes, you're in a hurry. God, you are, you are good, though. I'm not saying you're not good, though, but see, my elbow is not cute. Who's looking at your elbow? Some people do. So, the first thing is that it's not supposed to be an image. Family was not designed to be an image of you. <laughs> Primarily. It's designed to be an image of God. Which means that if you're going to start a family, you must be willing to lose a part of yourself. The problem 
time is people get into marriage relationships and families and they want to remain the way they've always been. If you want to remain the way you've always been, then why are you bothering to include somebody else in helping you remain what you've always been? You can be what you've always been by yourself. Don't involve me. But if I'm going to get involved, we have to be willing to change. Therefore, when God speaks concerning the Father, speaks concerning the Son, our Heavenly Father speaks concerning our big brother Jesus, he says, he says, by the way, one of, let me keep that. He says, he says, let, let me, he says, he says, this is my beloved Son who pleases himself. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And do you know that sometimes to please the Father, you have to displease yourself. Therefore, Paul says that you present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Why? This is your reasonable sacrifice or worship in other words true worship is sacrificial worship because true worship is not the worth of myself but true worship is that I'm willing to consider myself worth less because I know you worth more in other words not worthless but worth less I decree so the glory of God can increase the flesh I am dies on the altar so the sweet smell and sacrifice of God can rise unto heaven and the true worship is not laced with the organ or the drum set or the keyboard but that it is the heart strings of my soul the sacrifice of my being and therefore marriage is not a about societal status is about a kingdom reflection family that's the first thing you must keep that in mind if you're going to be a part of family you must model that the father models that to us he said let us make man let us make man in our image after our likeness let's go to John chapter 5 and verse 19 John 5 and verse 19 if you're getting something say I'm blessed if you're getting something more than you, most people, you think you're getting more than most people, shout, I'm more blessed. John chapter 5 verse 19. Can you see what it says now? He said, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. Now he's not talking about incapacitation. He's talking about the relinquishing of my personal abilities as a reflection of his image. Kaya. That the neck does not fight for visibility on your passport. Imagine if you take a picture of your neck. Is that possible when you are in the house? Please, can you celebrate my friend and a friend of the house, great man. Muiwa is with us today. I, I, I didn't recognize. So you've been around while I've been displaying all those things. The Lord will walk out a way for you. How can the way have not... You see that now. Look at what it says. Good to see you. It says, Jesus answered and says that most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing himself. He's not saying the son is incapable, important. You see that now. So in a marriage or family setting, when you decide to step back or hold back, it does not mean your brain has gone on holiday. It means that your heart is embracing superior wisdom. 
that the way we win together is that one of us has to lose temporarily sometimes. But there's a generation that does not want to lose anything, not even their last name. What are you guys talking about? I'm just preaching the word, innit? Can I preach? They said, most assuredly, I said to you, the son can do nothing. That can means he has decided that he will not. It's not inability or dysfunction. Is that except, so, so <laughs> you know, there's certain things that are traditional, but when you understand the Bible, you know that not all tradition that we grew up in was bad. So I remember the many times people come to the house and ask my mother and say, oh, can you give us money or whatever? And they say, I have to talk to my husband. Uh-huh, I'm touching something. So I'm like, what's that nonsense? Am I not able? The truth is sometimes, many times, God puts leaders and structures over your life because there are things they can pick or sense. You think I'm just giving that person money, but the husband can see something you are not seeing. Isn't that my money? Can I not do? Isn't, are you getting what I'm saying? It says, the son can do not for himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does the son also does in like manner if somebody is standing behind that pillar can i get somebody media to please stand behind that pillar stand behind the pillar thank you very much ahmed now stand behind that pillar and maybe wink do something with your hands do something with your hands i cannot see what he is doing behind the pillar i can't see what he's doing because i'm obstructed and i'm too far some people are too far from God to reflect the image of the Father. Which then defeats the whole purpose of the marriage. Because the whole purpose, the first purpose of the marriage is reflect the image of the Father, which means I must be close enough, I must have proximity and intimacy, I must be able to discern, decipher the patterns of the Father, I must be able to smell or see his nuances. How many of you know when you're close to somebody, when you see some facial expressions, you know exactly what they're talking about? Now, that closeness is not just proximity, it's intimacy. Because the fact that you sit beside them and you see them doing their face like, hmm. In your mind, you're like, are they having seizures? But the person who knows them, four or five rows again, it means, I don't know what that could mean. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think that could mean? It could mean I'm, I'm hungry or what, I don't know. <laughs> do you understand? He said, but what does his father do? For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. Please watch this. To not embrace the manners of God is to be mannerless. Some of y'all didn't get that now. Because there is poison etiquette in the natural. There is spiritual poison etiquette. There are protocols of the kingdom. The protocols of kingdom family. Can somebody say yes to that? Number two. So God wants to reflect his image. Before I go to number two. Imagine if every family on earth understood this and aligned. 
Imagine if every family understood that, that the teenage boy does not have to steal his father's car and drive down and wrap it around the pole and fracture his leg forever because he feels I am old enough. Imagine if every woman understood that and did not predispose themselves to being tempted by Satan, the serpent who comes with... Imagine if every husband understood that as about the image of God, not the image of man, so they don't carry the entirety of their family savings, including their wife's inheritance, and go and invest it in MMM. Imagine that. Do you know that every prostitute could have been saved from the family? Do you know every harlot could have been saved from a lot of hardship if they were raised in the right family? Are you getting what I'm saying now? The terrorists could have become professors of law or innovators or inventors in the right family. Number two, family was designed, family was designed to extend God's influence on earth through patterns structure, order, and government. Family was designed to extend God's influence. It's good to see, man. To extend God's influence on earth through patterns. Somebody say patterns. Shout aloud patterns. Structure, order, and government. I'll explain what that means shortly. How many of you know that many times we are so obsessed with the negative patterns in our family? Oh, this one happens, people die. This one happens, they don't have children early. This one happens. Now, every time you see a negative pattern, you should understand it is the enemy's attempt to distract you from the positive ones. Even in your natural geology, God encoded certain patterns. But many of us don't know that there is a pattern in our natural bloodline that between 30 and 33, you have a business explosion. Because nobody paid attention to that. Therefore, you are now 31 and you are still running around the world carrying family and certificates, beating yourself. Now your shoes are holy. H-O-L-E-Y. Because you don't understand the patterns. God puts blessings and cycles in. Are you understanding what I'm saying now? Do you understand the patterns, the positive patterns in your family? I'll show you a couple of things. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 to 3. Look at what Paul says. What did Paul say? Tell me. What did he say? Just as I also. Watch this now. So Paul says, pattern your life after mine. Are you? What, what's imitation? cool guy come help me real quick Let, let's just imitate 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 just do some random movements and things not I mean with your hands and stuff right mm. you're too fast disciple me Follow a routine or a pattern. So do whatever you do. Let it be cyclical. Looky, looky, lay Birds are flying in the clouds. Now, do you know 
that when he is doing that and I get used to it, if I, if I perfect that pattern, anybody that is doing what I'm doing is doing what he's doing. So family is the wisdom of God to pattern the cycles of success for life. But one of the problems is every generation is starting again and making their own mistakes. This is the reason if you're a true father, even when your children fail, pull them back in. Otherwise, you have squandered your success in another generation. Because all the stuff you have built, there is nobody to... Are you getting what I'm saying? Because it's supposed to be a cycle. Now, how many of you know that if... Oh, come on, help me. Somebody say pattern. Somebody say pattern. Can I assure you that David could not kill Goliath until he got his catapult in a... Because the momentum that the stone needs is gained by remaining in a pattern. Moving in the same place. If you try to change the pattern, you break the momentum. And sometimes the pattern may seem boring, but if it works, stay in the pattern. It may seem like a waste of time, but if it works, you are gaining momentum. The same thing. Ask anybody who's broken through in business. They have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. The problem with many people is that when they're getting momentum in one business, they drop it and go and look for something else. But if you can stay in the pattern what did God say he said I'm the God Lulu come help me he not come help me what did God say what did God say stand here stand here stand over there stand over there and what all I want you guys to do simple pattern no, face that way face that way just do a simple pattern like this that's all you do in rhythm in rhythm Yep, do that. He's saying that Abraham, I'll talk about this shortly, taught Isaac. And Isaac taught Jacob. And even though Jacob didn't have the same visitations that Abraham had, and Isaac didn't have exactly the same visitations, guess what? I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Because what happened with Abraham is that Abraham encoded my visitation to him in a pattern. And that pattern became the habits of Isaac. And how about some of you are not getting this thing? I hope you get it. I hope you get it. And Isaac encoded the pattern and passed it down. Isaac was not trying to start his own pattern. Many people are suffering all over the world because they are looking for a pattern that is not missing. Imitate me. Just as I also imitated Christ. Please stand. Let's stop. Now, what happens many times is, remain standing there. What happens many times is, many of us are like, why is everybody copying this person? Why? He's a pattern person. And when you say, why is everybody copying this person? I want to go and start my own. Nobody fights. Look at what Paul said in the next verse. What does Paul say? Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions. So the revelation I had, I made them traditions. So that you don't need to see God in a burning bush for him to know he can part the Red Sea. God's visitations to me became tradition. That means in a family, you must have traditions. From when coming was about, is it 18 months? That coming was 18 months, the affirmations and declarations. Some of you just there making affirmations this year. 
you know, but Carmine was less than two years old when by the Spirit of God wrote some affirmations that they still make till today. They are conditioned. So when they go into bed, we make the affirmations. Some nights we miss it, but most nights they make the affirmations and they make, we pray. And they, they are in the tune. Why? Because what I discovered as a revelation has become what? A tradition. Can I propose to you? Whether you know it or not, there are some traditions you've picked up that are limiting you. Risk aversion is a tradition. Because you heard your father say so many times, ah, business is hard, oh, business, eh? I have no business with business. Why? Because he lost big money. Or he had a friend who lost a lot of money. And the person had a cardiac arrest or something. So in your family, any business opportunities is scam. You have a tradition. Or if you can't say amen, say I see that. He said, keep the traditions just as I deliver them to you. Don't try to embellish it. Don't try to add to it. So when we have in love with kings and master life, don't say bet. I wish, I wish, I wish if I could on. Traditions. Now, what you don't want to do is to have traditions that make the work, word of God of no effect. Traditions are not bad, but the traditions that make the word of God of no effect are the bad ones. So he says, the traditions, now what does it say in verse 3? But I want you to know that the head of every man, so this is Christ, this is Paul, this is the church. Are you seeing that now? Paul says to the church, imitate what? Me. Lily, you're looking dapper. So we'll imitate you. Paul says to the church, imitate me. Are you following this now? Pattern your life after mine as I do what? Now, even Christ, that is our pattern, he says he has a head. So patterns are not to confine your creativity. They are to save you the time of needless experimentation. There is a way where the eagle flies. There is a way. There is a way. And until you fly with eagles, you never know the way you think. It's just random, random. I said something on, I don't know, the leadership group or something. A lot of people just say, oh, Peter, you're so spontaneous. And that's true. I'm very spontaneous, but I'm not random. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm not haphazard. The fact that you might not see the, the dots does not mean there are no dots. I can't, if I break it down for you, I'll connect it. So sometimes we're talking, my wife is be like, how do you move from this conversation to that conversation? And that's because I've skipped three or four things. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So sometimes God is going to say, move from this to that. It looks like there is no dots, no joining. But there is a perfect joining between Joseph being betrayed and thrown in the pit and Joseph becoming prime minister. Challenges, most people only discover it in retrospect. But guess what? If you walk with the wise, your presence will be retrospect. In other words, you will know things and your generation will catch up with you later. Oh, come on, you're not getting this. Because if I walk with somebody who is living in my future, then I'm operating in the future in the now. 
And so the power of patterns is that patterns encode the future into a daily habit. It says now that the head of man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. So when the Bible says, wives submit to your husbands, he's saying this is the pattern of God. The wife is submitted to the husband. The husband is submitted to Christ. Christ submitted to God. Why? Because you cannot derive authority without submission. That's why for the leaders, I've been a little tougher now because we're moving into a place where we must understand and embody ranking and authority. Otherwise, you're going to waste away and just be normal. Somebody say, God forbid. Subjection means I don't do what I feel like or what I think is personal. Christ did not do what he felt like. He said, Father, is it possible? Let's negotiate this thing. He said, is it possible for this cup to pass me by? But nevertheless, not my will. You don't understand the authority until you've submitted your will to that of another. Not your actions, your will. Because action is what I can see. Will is what nobody sees. Action is service. Will is worship. Am I going too fast for you all? Oh, come on, somebody talk to me if you get it. Both of us can bring the same offering. One person brought it, but the other person was willing to bring it. That willingness is worship because God doesn't spend money, but he weighs hearts. God doesn't count banknotes, but he weighs hearts. And the weight of the heart is the subjection of the will from the heart. That's worship. So God doesn't admire, or maybe he does, but it's not just about the sound of your voice. It's about how surrendered is the heart. So in a family, watch this. Once there is a breaking of ranks in the family, there will be a crack in society. Why? Every structural misalignment causes pain. When your ankles and your legs are not aligned, is there pain or pleasure? Was that a structural issue? Pain. Look at this. Anybody that does not operate in the structure that God has ordained for them will feel pain and cause pain. So everybody who causes pain perpetually or cyclically in society is out of family structure. Omota, what is called Omota, is a child of the streets. Good, good, no, no. You know, one of the white people things I wrote, I've not used it, is that some people have cocoa nut head. Some of y'all didn't get that right now. You're also quiet. Somebody say, I mean, I don't have cocoa nut head. Say it, say it, say it. Because when you have cocoa nut head, what we'll have in the head is water. Everything. Are you getting this now? So, so before you join the bandwagon that everybody can do anything, no. According to God, there is structure. And this is the reason every time a woman tries to lead the marriage, even the woman is in pain. telling you that she was not designed to she was not designed to 
a generator that was designed to run on petrol will struggle with diesel. And eventually the engine will knock. You see what I'm saying? Divine pattern. So coconut head, that's a child in the street. Look at what the word says now. Look at what the word says. Proverbs 29 verse 3. Somebody say, I'm not an omogeto. Say, I'm an omogodo. Look at somebody say, omogeto. You understand? This child gets this. Whoever loves wisdom, what does he do? What's wisdom? Wisdom is condensed intelligence, proven and condensed intelligence that is demonstrated through patterns of results. He says the person who understands condensed intelligence proven through cycles of tests with results, he said that person, his father will be proud. Because his father is not just proud about the results, the father is proud because he did not waste my pain because wisdom is costly. So, so what I learned by losing money, I tell, I tell Enoch, before you invest, let's have a chat. How much do you have in your account? Let's have a chat. Now, I really don't do it because I don't have a lot of time. But if I ever ask you about specific things, just know that there's a reason. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because really, I, I don't have time. And I'm not saying that from an obnoxious, obnoxious place. You know, sometimes people are like, I want to see, I want to see you. You know what I say sometimes? Sometimes I say to my wife, oh, Kenneth, I'll be like, Sometimes even me, P-Dams, I need to see me. You don't understand? I need to book an appointment with myself. Some of you might have seen yesterday during Dami's stuff. I stayed outside for a while. My wife was here. I needed a 10-minute appointment with who? Myself. After first service, I went there for just five minutes. I'm very, very big on recalibration the internal environment because when I come to the public, I'm pouring everything, giving everything. And if you don't know how to see yourself... Let it not be that people will no longer see you in Jesus' name. So Enoch, you have five million. Wow. What do you want to do? Ah, uh, P. Dams, I'm about to release an album. This album, eh? When you hear it, you will bow down and worship me. I said, Enoch, you want to release an album now? No, no, no. Let's, let's work on Amazing Grace. Let's push it. Do a, when is your next single? It has to be about three to four months from now. Another one, another one. That is wisdom because many have recorded the album at once and they are left alone with what? A whole stack and stash of CDs crying to be heard, pleading for attention, shedding tears. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So wisdom says, you have, are you laughing about something particular? So <laughs> okay, well. One of my friends said to us yesterday about one very great vocalist, amazing vocalist, many of you will know him, amazing vocalist many, many years ago, um, if, if you were old enough, about almost 20 years ago, um, <laughs> should I mention first? So that this guy, after that album, the world didn't hear about him again. Our friend said the guy released all his songs on one album. All the songs on the album was a hit, but every other thing he tried to do after that, he was asking people, what's your flavor? But he himself had lost his flavor, it seemed. All right. So, so when Enoch obeys that, then I go, oh, wow, amazing. This guy is making me happy. Why? Because I or somebody I know spent, God forbid, not me, because I'm releasing an album very soon. So that's not my portion in Jesus' name. Amen. But if that album, I'm not, not going to print 1,000 copies. 
Do you understand? For a start. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do premium. 100 copies for glory to God. And that person released the album. Three millionaire sitting in his house. There's plenty of Gary drinking going on. Long suffering has increased in multiple folds. The fruit of patience bigger than ever. So I'm like, you did not waste the pain of that person. When you align with the wisdom of a leader, a teacher, a trusted person, what you have done is that you have repaid them for the pain they went through by demonstrating value in what they learned from what they went through. So many times when a teacher who loves you or believes in you is hammering on something, trust me, it's not really for their own good. They can move on and be very merry. But they're like, I need to invest. Are you seeing that now? He said, but a companion of harlots, what's going to happen to that person? Where's the father's wealth? Isn't the harlot making money? Talk to me. The problem is not how much money you make. The question is at what cost? Because you can make more money, but you're wasting wealth. Because it's costing you so much more than money to make the money you claim to be making. Some of you are saturated. You're saturated, right? So just stop it. Should I just stop it here? You're too saturated to reply. Should I stop it here? One more point. Can you handle one more point? Look at something. I'm not an Omoghetto. The same Proverbs 29. Look at what it says 12 verses later in verse 15. Verse 15 now. It says, The rod and rebuke. Do what? So what does it say about the guy that cherishes wisdom in verse 3? He rejoices the heart. Are you seeing that now? But he's now saying that what gives wisdom is rod and he says, some of you, when I rebuke you small, you just cack up. You shock you? You shock me? You shock you? A few times I've changed it for you. That is the rebuke. The correction or rebuke is a wisdom injection mechanism. Correction. It's a wisdom injection mechanism mechanism. He said, the rod and rebuke give wisdom. How does the child cause the father to rejoice when he walks in wisdom? In other words, when the father is executing rod and rebuke, do you know what's happening? He's investing in future joy. Because rod and rebuke will give wisdom, wisdom will give joy. So what the person who's receiving rod and rebuke He's just thinking, this man is just punishing me. No, the father, you're not seeing, but the father is seeing wisdom behind what he's doing. Yeah. And then he's seeing joy behind that wisdom. You see that now. But a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. That means if nobody corrects you, affirms you, validates you, rebukes you, Shame is going to come out of it. And guess what? Sorry, women. Society just has a, a way of telling the children, congratulating the father when the child does well, and rebuking the women. So it's been happening since Solomon's time. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. 
but it still seems like that's what's going on. So who is his mother? Hmm. The mother was not there. One more verse. Because the way people are looking right now, you're like, Pastor. Pastor. Correct. 29, 17 to, to 19. Verse 17 to 19. Some of you are saturated. I understand. I always over prepared. Verse 17, help me. It's, it's not working? 17, did you get it? Okay, let, same chapter, verse 17. All right, let me read from my own uh, outline. Correct your son, and he will, what will he do? Who's a son? A male member of a family. So if somebody's not in a family, where would they get correction? Outside. How do outsiders correct you? Outside way. That's omoita. They correct you with stray bullets. They correct you with incarceration, unlawful many times. They correct you by demeaning. Are you getting the importance of family? Most people who are in jail had a family dysfunction leading up to that time in their lives. He said, you correct your son. That's what I'm doing in the spiritual family. If you are my son and I've not corrected you, please come and meet me very soon. I said, Pete Dams, how come you've never given me any kind of feedback? Because it might mean that you are a fan. Because a part of father-son relationship is what? Is what? Correction means I'm observing your progress closely enough to see where you can improve. That's what correction is. It's a correct your son. What, what will he give you? And he will give delight to your soul. He will give delight to your soul. I have to continue this part uh, or this message. First service next week. Second service will start with the model marriage part of things. So God sets us in family for to reflect his image and his glory and to extend his influence through patterns, structure, order, and government. Without that, you can play a little bit. Without that, you know what happens? You are a random element in society, bobbing from place to place, seeking support, solace, validation. Somebody say, that's not me. Somebody say louder, that's not me. Jason, seat up and say, that's not me. That's not me. I pray for you today. There are two or so prayer points we're going to take. Because for many of us today, what we have seen in our lives, there are foundational problems serious foundational problems some of you began to reflect and think you know the earlier you're able to get correction the faster you can improve and some of you are stuck in the same place you think you are doing it well but you're not the reason is there's a perspective you don't have because you have not been through some things so no matter how hard you try doing it the way you know to do it it wouldn't work because you need a father figure somebody with broader perspective to shine the light and say no 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 that's not the way you talk to your wife Oh, no, 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 that's not the way you deal with your, with your husband. No, 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 that's not the best way to raise children. Oh, no, concerning the career, do an internship first. I know you have these great and grand dreams, but go and get a nine-to-five first. 
can you open your heart to the Lord? I said, God, I'm open to correction. I'm open to rebuke. I'm open. It's okay for you to sit, but if you know that that sleep, that sleep sitting is a pathway to sleep or silence or ineffective prayer, I recommend that you stand. Or you know you pray better when you stand, I recommend that you stand. I, I recommend it. If we had more correction at home, we would need fewer correctional facilities by the government. Fewer harlots in the streets. Fewer G-boys. Yahoo boys, come artists. Fewer. Would have fewer killings. Do you know why? People who cannot deal with people being better than them. And out of political ambition will set them up for death. It starts in the home when there is competition. And God forbid that's not our portion. But guess what? Between my two sons, I already know who's more competitive. So I have a mental note of how to harness that competition and not turn it into something that is going to hurt him or somebody else in the future. It speaks about ambition that needs direction. It means about drive. It means that in that dimension, he has the kind of drive that I have. But somehow, I, I'm not envious of people. Where I don't compete with people. But there's a level of security and a journey the Holy Spirit has taken me through that makes that possible. Some people are not observant enough to know which of their children is more competitive. Which one is more secretive. Which one is more open. Which one is more of a people person. I know which one is more of a people person. But you know what it also means? I know who I need to talk to about social intelligence. About being careful with relationships. Some of you didn't have that, but can you cry? Some of you want to cry to the Lord, help me to see my father in my pastor. Some of you see me as a great teacher, and that's fine. Some of you see me as a fantastic preacher, that's fine. But for many of you, I'm sending to your life as a father. But if you don't see it, you can benefit from it. If you don't see it, you can benefit from it. If the Bible says that a friend loves at all times, can you imagine what a father does? Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. We're going to pray for healing in our hearts. Healing. And I want to show you from the text. This one I really want to cry out to the Lord. We prayed in the first service before the service started. So some of you were not around then. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zosa, zosa, Media, give us Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. Media, real quick. Verse 11. What does it say? I want everybody to look at this. I want everybody to look at this. What does it say? Read it. Oh, you afflicted one. What are you done? What's happening to you? Tossed with tempest and not comforted. Behold... I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. What are your foundations? Your family roots. What are your stones? The building blocks of your lives. What are the foundations? The invisible dimensions. What, went, what your parents went through that you did not know that affected the way they parented you. If there's a word like that. You didn't know why your dad was always angry. You never knew why your mother 
always had men issues, always bringing men into the house and you were ashamed as a little child. You didn't understand what's going on, but you knew it was not cool. You didn't understand. You grew up in that foundation and even though you hated it, the moment you got into university, you were still having men over. You did not know the residues of our actions were stamped in your subconscious mind because you always saw women in the men in the house and somehow even though you hated it, you reproduced it. Because there was a foundation. And once the foundation is set, no matter what floor you are on in the foundation, you will line up with the definition of the... Are you getting this? I think that most people need to stand concerning this particular prayer point. I just feel... But there are two things. There are foundations and there are stones. So your foundations have to do with family. But your stones are schools, teachers, house help. Early caregivers who touched you a certain way or spoke to you a certain way. Your mother fed you with a lot of esteem, your father. But the house help would be like, you're, you're mad, you're crazy. And somehow, because negativity sinks deeper than positivity, you still hear the words of Aunt Teresa, Uncle Kafaya, saying you're crazy, you're crazy. Or the person who taught you to drive. Or the person who initiated into drinking. Every time your parents ran out of the house, brought alcohol. Or the first time you saw contraceptives and you were, you were playing and said, play with me. All those things are stones. And when you have a building collapse, it's either the foundations or the stones. Are you here now? So God says, that's why you are afflicted. That's why you are tossed. Because the word says, Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? But I bless the name of the Lord. In First Peter said, behold, I lay a foundation in Zion, elect and precious. Jesus the Christ. He said, I will lay not only your foundations, I will also lay your stones. I want to weep if you need to weep. I need to wail if you need to wail. And say, God, this foundation is messed up. That's why there are all kinds of lustful thoughts, all kinds of greed. Some of you, it's not greed, it's not lust, but the kind of envy that eats you up all the time and you hate it, but you don't like it when your friends are going faster than you. There is something that was broken in the foundation. There is something that was misaligned. There was no plumb line. For some people, it's not envy, but you're just proud. Somehow you're just proud in your words. You talk down on people. You hate correction. You're protective of your reputation. Ask the Lord, lay the stones again, God. Lay foundations with sapphire stones. Lay. Please watch this. If this is what God intends, Enoch stand here. This is what God intends. God decrees the end from the beginning. So he has a picture in mind, but then it begins to work on the foundations. But he commits men to do the foundations. If this is what God wants, and everything's supposed to be a line, a perfect line, smooth. But the person who laid the foundation, laid it this way. And then the stone. Do you know what part of the stones? Can I tell you why you must be particular about family? Because some of you, where the mis mishap happened was not at home. It was at school. And what happened at school, fight and contention between your parents, disrespect, there was no harmony. And when there's no harmony, you can't agree. When you can't agree, what you want will not happen. Things will happen to you, not for you. Because unity is supposed to bread the blessings of God. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to do again unity. It is there the Lord commands the blessing. Now because they couldn't agree, the finances of your dad went down, your mother had illnesses and sicknesses, money was being diverted to maintenance at home. Therefore, you couldn't go to the kind of school that your destiny required. So you went to Abulemu Oleru National Primary School. 
but they were saying that thing that thing is there and you think it's not it was not a big deal but the MDCEO job got out in mind for you can't get it because after they read your CV they call you for the interview and say yes that I am very happy to be here because of that thing that happened and you don't think it's a big issue because nobody will say that nobody will tell you that's why we didn't are you getting this Nobody will say that's, that's why we didn't give you the job. But it's misaligned. God said, I will lay this one. And I will lay this one. So that everything will line up. Many times you have pictures in your spirit. And you don't know why it's not lined up. Because the foundation needs to be laid. The stones need to be laid. Somebody tampered with something somewhere. And you can be looking for it for 20 years. Ask Jacob. Jacob worked for one woman for 20 years. One woman. Because somebody was tampering with the, with the pattern. This series is a destiny realignment series. It seems normal, you know, relationship. It's not. It's deep. You know we're deep at King, so it's not, it's, it's not random. Can you pray in one minute? Cry to the Lord. This is serious. Cry to the Lord. Some of you, you know something happened to you, but you don't know what. Some of you, the image in your mind, you went to the club at 16. You have never been able to resolve whether you were raped or not. You felt funny when you woke up, but between living in denial and trying not, you don't know. You are stuck somewhere. You're stuck somewhere. But I said, I'm going to lay your stones with colorful germs. Somebody needs to memorize this one and meditate on it throughout the week. Someone needs to put this on their screensaver and post it on their mirror. Do you know, he said, I will lay your foundations. Listen, please, as you pray. Nobody sees your foundation. But what is seen in your life depends on your foundation. God says, I'm going to decorate part of your life that nobody sees, but that influences everything that everybody sees. I pray that for you right now. As you weep and wail before the Lord in your heart, and for some of you on your faces, receive the touch of Jesus. Don't look at me, look at him. Close your eyes and set your eyes on You can see the glory of the Lord right now. Some of you can see the beauty and the brilliance of the face of the Christ. He's laying it. He's laying it. He's laying it. Receive restoration right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You just don't know why you could not let go. You could not forgive. You just don't know why. A stone was not set right. A stone was not set right. A foundation was not laid right. Let me give you 30 more seconds. Just talk to the Father. The Lord is doing a work in here now. Talk to the Father. Lay the foundations, God. Lay the stones with colorful gems. In other words, God is bringing color into your life. God is bringing color into your life. God is bringing color into your life. Thank you, Jesus. Can you raise your hands to heaven, Lord? I thank you for my spiritual sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord, for those you have appointed unto this house to integrate into the spiritual family. 
that you have called kings. Thank you, Lord, because healing is happening right now at a deep level beyond where our words can reach. Your word is reaching. Your word is touching. Your word is rearranging, reorganizing, realigning in the name of Jesus. From the person stuck in the back of the class in primary six to the one locked up in the car somewhere in the universe to the one who is still strained, who keeps seeing himself or herself in strange places in the midnight hour. Father, you are beginning to deal with the foundations. You are beginning to lay the foundations with sapphires and you are beginning to lay, beginning to lay the stones with colorful gems. Father, we thank you, O God, because the nightmares can haunt us any longer. The strange voices can haunt us any longer. Oh, I wish somebody could say amen. The strange voices will not haunt us any longer. I proclaim in the name of Jesus, you are snatched out of the patterns of negativity, out of the structure of misalignment, out of disorderliness and the governance of oppression. And you are integrated into the family of God and the family of Christ, where you flourish and where you grow and soar in the things of God in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask, oh Lord, for everybody whose life has been drab and dull, you are listing them with precious stones. You are listing them with sapphire stones. You are bringing color where there were ashes. You are bringing newness. You walk in freedom. You walk in liberty. You walk in affirmation. You walk in the joy of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it's done. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If somebody got something this morning, now afternoon, celebrate God from your heart. From your heart. From your heart. Now, if you know that even if you didn't come from a godly family, a godly family will come from you. Well, Jesus' joy can you shout. Even if you didn't come from a loving family, a loving family will come out of you. Even if you didn't come from a great family, a great family will come out of you. Somebody open up your mouth and shout, You may be seated. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.